0: If you're in the market for a new home, you might think that real estate agents are just for the seller.
1: But buyers with real estate agents are smart shoppers, and the seller pays the commission.
0: But buyers, beware. Before you choose an agent, read our story. Choose agent carefully before buying a house when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve.
1: And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888 moneypit
0: coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: I have had 20 years of experience crawling through crawl spaces and basements. And And I'm 20. And that's right. <laughs> on my very first home inspection, there was a really cute little baby in the crib in the nursery named Leslie. And I and said, And you One stole day, her away. She's gonna be my co host on the money pit. <laughs> that's right. So all of these years I've been working to try to learn more about homes, and Leslie has not exactly been slacking around. She's been studying too, in between in between playing with blocks and Legos <laughs> and dolls. I and wish stuff I was, like was twenty. I wish
1: I just had my thirty-first birthday, so I chihuahua.
0: So we are here to share our expertise with you, listener. If you're tackling a home improvement project, call us right now. We'd love to help you. One eight 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 Money Pit.
1: I think this is really funny, Tom. There was a new study, and it says men are more prone to injuries when they're mad.
0: That's a (laughs) newsflash.
1: A doctor interviewed men who were injured and asked them to describe how they were feeling before they got hurt. A lot of them used the words, and I quote, like irritated, angry, excited, and hostile end quote. How is funny that like when, is that? Is like when
0: you like you, you get mad, you punch a wall and then you're surprised when you broke your hand?
1: Uh, well, you know, the worst thing is it's like <laughs> I was installing a new railing in the basement and right. I was just having a hard time and something wasn't going right. And I like just tossed it aside. And as I tossed it aside, I didn't mean to toss right. it aside. I punctured the drywall. It's Ugh. like you get angry and you end up causing a series like a chain of events that just ruin one thing after the next. So it's much better to stay calm and focused.
0: You know, I had a friend um, that was a professional carpenter, and he had a good rule of thumb, literally. Whenever he hit his thumb or had any kind of injury on the job, he would not continue. No matter how intense the work was at that point in time, he'd put the tools down and walk away just what, for a take moment. take like a timeout? Yeah, he would give himself a timeout. And it, and it really makes a lot of sense because, you know, you get mad because if something like that happens, you're apt to hurt yourself again. So he would always just put the tools down, walk away, you know, say a few unkind words into the sky <laughs> and come back to work a new man. You know, I think it really made so a lot of sense. All so all the, the v-
1: times on while you were out when Andrew gets really upset and he breaks cabinet doors and chucks frames and destroys a piece that he worked really hard on. Right. <laughs> he should just take a time out. That'll That's help right. Him you out. should
0: give Andrew a time out. Bad Andrew. <laughs> Put him in the corner. Give him a time out. And then let him come back to work when he's ready to smile. It's so funny. Really.
1: I have seen so many beautiful pieces of almost completed furniture just what, be ruined? tossed into the street and thrown <laughs> away. Lumber is wasted. You can't, you know, there's no salvaging it. It's crazy.
0: Well, don't get mad, get even. Let us help you turn <laughs> those rough edges on your home improvement projects into polished works of art. Call us right now, one 888 Pit 888 666
1: And if you call us and ask your home improvement question on the air, you'll be entered into our random prize drawing for a $100 stainless steel kitchen faucet from Peerless. So call in now.
0: Let's get right to the phones. Who's first?
1: Rick in Louisiana has an interesting problem. I've heard about sweaty palms, but a sweaty concrete porch? Yes. Is it nervous? Does it have a hot date?
2: Well, it (laughs) depends on what its temperature is. (laughs) (laughs) We get uh, some 45-degree days, uh, quite a few in a row, and then all of a sudden we get a south wind, and it's about 75 degrees and about 80 percent humidity, and it's like the outside of a Glass of cold water, it just is sweats to the point where it's. Uh, this is an This is a, a covered uh, concrete porch.
0: Right. Yeah, it's condensation,
2: and it's just condensation. pure condensation. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything coming up from below it. And what can we? And somewhere on on one spot, it looks like something was spilled on it, and it does not condensate at that spot. And wish we could find whatever it was that got spilt on.
0: Do you? Um. Have you ever painted this with anything?
2: No, it is just. Uh, fresh
0: concrete. I mean, I'm thinking that if you put, you know, concrete is so hydroscopic, you have the moisture that may land from the air, but you also have a lot of moisture that holds from below. So Leslie, I'm thinking that if he paints it with like an epoxy uh, paint, you know, like a um, epoxy shield or something Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Well, epoxy shield is a great option because that is like a paint, but instead of being a paint with such a serious color, it's almost like a painted surface. And then there's like a clear coat with like sparkles in it. It's so 50s and kind of retro. It's really cool. But you can also use an epoxy based paint, which can come in a variety of colors and even a variety of of opacities to the color. So you can really get a variety in the look that you're looking for, whether it's just a deep paint or a lighter paint like a tint. And that'll seal it almost in itself and make it so that your condensation problem might be solved.
2: Is it? But is it, it? It appears to us that it's the condensation is from the air onto the concrete itself. C- correct. It's almost instantaneous if you get a, a change in the in the front, you know, uh, weather front.
0: Correct. But you know what? That concrete that's unfinished is holding so much moisture right now that the condensation probably occurs quicker.
2: Now, is it holding moisture? Now, we we have you know cold, dry air, so the the concrete. Is probably, I mean, it, it's a dry, cold air when we get the cold weather.
0: Well, it tends to be a very hydroscopic material; it soaks up water um, very, very readily. Okay. Another thing to look at is just your general drainage conditions around that porch to make sure you're not letting any water collect against the concrete. Where it no, co- it
2: is it is pure condensation or okay. you know the hygroscopic.
0: Yeah, I, I I would suggest you you paint the porch with an epoxy-based paint. So to give you a little traction, and I think it's going to cut back on the condensation issue.
2: Okay. Now, is there any other kind of materials uh, that you can put over it, uh, sure. family, like tile or something? or?
0: Well, sure. Or, or you could put a wood deck over it. Yeah, or you I build could, a wood deck over it. would you be know, gorgeous. You could do something of that nature.
1: Okay. Now,
2: um, if, we put, if we build a wood deck, and right now, it, the, the porch is actually, uh, it's actually screened in. And uh, if we build it up an inch or two, I mean, we have to change the door jams and everything.
0: Yeah, well, you want to avoid that.
2: Yeah, how, I mean, you, but you can you lay um, decking right over wood or does it
0: have to be an area? Sure, tool? well, what you could do, for example, what would be nice is if, if you put, say, um, five quarter boards down on the flat, uh-huh. so and, and that becomes the the base that's really going to help tie this whole thing together. Would
1: you tap on those right into the concrete?
0: Sure, sure. And then you can use a composite decking product on top of that. You can use Trex. Or a veranda, and and so between the two of them, you'd only be talking about what like an inch and a half, right? Yeah, about an inch and a half.
2: And yeah, uh, well, actually, it'd be two inches because the five actually, quarters right. would be, is an inch. And yeah, the two, treks would it be two. Actually, an would be inch, two right?
0: and a quarter about altogether. Yeah. Could you like just
2: have be... the treks or something by itself, or the wood? Or uh, well, uh, you
0: could, but then the thing is, how are you gonna how are you going nail it down or screw it down? You need something as a cross member to tie it together.
2: Right. Okay course with the tracks and stuff would you need to tie it down because i mean if you put it in tight enough uh,
0: somehow it's going to have to attach yeah one okay. way or the
2: other well, you've given me some options
0: all right well that's what we're here to do rick thank you very very much you're welcome thanks for calling us at one Money Pit.
1: Hey, Money Pit listeners, did you miss a great product we recommended or want to hear again from the guest who had advice about your current DIY project? You can now listen to all of our past shows and even search our archives. And it's all at MoneyPit.com. So log on today.
0: MoneyPit.com. In fact, not only archives, you can sign up to receive podcasts of the show every single week. So if you like the show, and we certainly hope you do. Sign up to receive the podcast. Simply log on to MoneyPit.com or you can do that through iTunes or any of the other Ah, technology. Podcasts. That's right. It's we are exciting. into technology. Hey, it works pretty good. I've been getting my, uh, my copy of The Money Pit by, uh, on my pod, and I'm a new potter. <laughs> I'm a new iPodder. I got it for Christmas this past year.
1: <laughs> How works are you good. liking
0: it? I'm liking it good. I'm struggling through, but, you know, it's great. I can put all of my CDs on there. You know, I read the other day there's a service now where you can, like, drop off, like, your, you know, your 300 CDs to, like, a guy, and they, like, have, like, multi-speed CD burners, and they can, like, put it all on there for you.
1: Now, that is the epitome of laziness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just dump her
0: all on the hard drive on the all right. I-5.
1: Well, for those of you who are not lazy...
0: <laughs> that's right. You can go to the website, moneypit.com. Okay, let's talk about another trend. Year-round gardening. It's a trend that's here to stay. Now, one way to keep your plants and vegetables growing in season all year long is to build your own greenhouse. And you don't need a green thumb to build a green house. When we come back, we'll give you some tips to get started.
3: Money,
2: it doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, companies coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at faucetcoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too.
3: Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI woodworking tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI power tools, professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot. That's just
4: beautiful. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air electronic air cleaner. April Air fresh ideas for indoor air.
5: Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined, too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors.
4: This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. So, uh... Leslie, are you a year-round gardener?
1: Oh my God, I'm the worst gardener in the are world.
0: You? Well, I'm a pretty bad gardener too. I kill silk plants, <laughs> yeah, usually from overwatering, but uh, somehow they don't make it through the season. <laughs> when I was me. a
1: kid, my mom killed a rubber tree plant, and those are supposed <laughs> to be indestructible. We lack green thumbs in this family, but I, I can build you a housing for your plants.
0: We used to have the most amazing uh, ficus tree in our house when we had a condo. And it was just gorgeous and green. I love looking at it. But then it just started getting like dead and like sickly and like um, sappy. And then you had to like clean the stuff off the hardwood floor. It was a mess. But, you know, there are those out there that have the green thumb. So we may not have a green thumb, neither you nor I. But we can help you build a green house. So if the thought of having fresh garden vegetables at your table during winter meals is of appetizing, You might want to look into building your own greenhouse so that you can have that garden going all year round. Here's a couple of tips. The framing material, the framing material is critical to your greenhouse. Consider your options. Wood retains the structure's heat, which could be very, very important in the winter. That's one of the reasons that so many greenhouses are made of wood. You can make it out of aluminum frating. Some of the prefabs are made of aluminum, but that is not going to retain that much heat. But it does resist corrosion and helps keep its shape. A newer option is rigid steel core PVC pipe. And I kind of like that because it's not quite as cold as metal, but it's modular. So it's really easy to put it together. It's kind of like, you know, snapping together Lego blocks for an erector set. It goes together pretty quickly.
1: Well, even if you don't have a green thumb or you do, we've got a great prize this hour for all of you thumb-having folks out there. It's a kitchen faucet from Peerless. It's worth over $100 and it comes stamped with a good housekeeping seal of approval. It's a two-handle lever faucet and it comes in a beautiful stainless steel finish and it also has a matching side spray, which is great for washing the dishes. And Peerless faucets are dependable and affordable and they can easily update the look of your kitchen. So call in now and it could be yours for free.
0: One eight 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 Money Pit. Let's go back to the phones.
1: John in Michigan listens to the Money Pit on WKZO and wants to talk about cementing a driveway. What's going on, John?
2: The driveway is a double wide driveway and about two and a half hours long, and it's gravel. And I wanted to know the thickness of the cement. How thick should the cement be? I've got a pickup truck, so. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, how much, um, how thick should the cement be, and does it do you any good to buy reinforced with fiberglass?
0: Great question. You know, the thickness of the cement is not the most important place to start when you're thinking about putting in a concrete driveway. The most important place to start, and Leslie, I know you've been there, done that, (laughs) is the prep, getting that site prepped properly. And by prep, I mean getting rid of the old stuff, making sure that the base that you're going to put that cement on is well tamped. So it's not soft. There's no rotten material well, in there. Because
1: if the base isn't tamped properly and something settles in the wrong way and settling in any way is wrong when it comes to cement is that it, it'll crack the cement and then you can't add to that and fix that. So that prep is huge.
0: As important as the type of the cement and the thickness of the cement is that prep. So, do the prep very, very carefully. Now, back to your original question. I do think it's a good idea to use fiberglass reinforced cement in the driveway. It's a heck of a lot stronger. Um, if you're not going to use woven wire mesh, which is be like a really extreme way to go, but a super strong way to go, certainly use the fiberglass and make sure you put it in in sections. So that those sections have room to expand and contract. You cannot put a driveway in that, that that is that big without having expansion joints in it.
6: Well, how big should those sections be?
0: Um, you said it's a it's a, a double wide driveway? Right. So that's gonna be what about say sixteen, eighteen feet wide?
6: I I guess about that.
0: Yeah. Well, you're probably going to want to um, not go more than about um, 10 to 12 feet without having a joint.
2: Okay, well, that's great.
0: So you're going to have several joints going uh, across that driveway as you move up towards the house. Make sure it's tamped well because if it is tamped, it's going to not move and you're going to be happy with that for a long time to come.
2: Can you rent a machine that helps you with that tamping?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, a tamping machine is one that can be rented. And it's definitely worth it with a project of that size. I wouldn't dream of doing that myself. Oh, my myself. God. Could you
1: imagine that would be the biggest oh, 2 by 4 ever in the land? <laughs>
0: your, your back would be, like, falling off. It would be so painful. No, you definitely want to rent a tamping machine for that.
1: What would something
6: like that run? I mean, is it a lot of money? or
0: To rent one? I don't think so. You know, I'm sure it's going to be less than 100 bucks for the day. But definitely well worth it. Check out around with your local rental yard. When you think and, about and the doctor
1: bills for your back, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Less expensive than the hospital visits, that's for sure. In the chiropractor, <laughs>
1: you know, it's like, and it's hard if you're if you're tamping it on your own. I've done just a patio with like a travertine tile on top of it, and just the patio. Say it was twenty by ten. To do it on your own with a two by four, with all the layers of sand, and you know, however I was doing it. You need a piece that's going to cover that whole width so you're making sure that everything is level. It's a lot of work, and it's a very strenuous movement. So even on a small space, it's hard work. So with a huge space like that, think about it. It's worth it.
0: You can never have too few power tools. Remember that, John.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Now we're going to talk to Kathy in Ohio, who's looking to update her kitchen. Kathy, what's going on? Well, um, I have some, um, I guess it's walnut finish cabinets, and I was
2: interested in maybe get them in a lighter shade. So I guess uh, it would is the only way to do that is to paint them.
1: Well, are they actual walnut, or is it a walnut veneer? Is it solid wood? Do you know a little uh, bit more about them?
2: It's solid wood, and I think it's um, a walnut stain.
1: Okay. And you want to sort of pickle them, make them like a whitewash so you can still see the grain? Uh-huh. Well, it's actually not that hard. And we did that in our kitchen with um, an an oak cabinet, which worked out great because the grain really showed through so nicely in the pickling. And a a good stain or paint remover is one called Rock Miracle. And you can get it at any sort of paint supplier or home center. And it goes on really thick. It's more of like a gel than it is a liquid. And when you put it on, it sort of changes color to let you know that it's working. And you can use a wire brush or a paint scraper. And you'll see it. You want to let it sit there for a while. And once it does change that color, scrape it off. And then you may need to do it a couple of times. And you can sand in between. But once you get it back down to that raw wood, it'll be really, really pretty. Oh, okay. And is that
2: just one coat you need to put on, you think, It
1: depends on how white you want the wash to be Uh and how much you want that grain to sort of pop out. And the nice thing is that the grain will appear really dark in contrast to the white. So, you know, try one and try a second coat in an area just to see if you like it. And then would you have to uh, top that? Absolutely. Make sure you get a non-yellowing poly top coat because in kitchens with the moisture, any sort of top coat you put on tends to yellow unless you get one that has a specific non-yellowing effect built into it. And that'll really help it. And you can get it in a glossy or a semi-gloss or even a satin finish. So just look for a non-yellowing and get the finish that you like. Okay, that sounds great. Well, I appreciate all your information.
0: Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit.
1: Hey, you wouldn't jump in your car and tear down the driveway if the car had been sitting idle all winter long, would you? Well, the same is true for your lawnmower. We'll give you tune-up tips right before you hit the turf after this.
4: portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com.
0: Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
4: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, just like a car
0: that may have been sitting idle, you can't rev up your lawnmower and use it if it's been stored away all winter. So before your lawn gets its first trim of the season, check the spark plug wire connection, then check the blade and sharpen it with a file. It's actually a pretty easy job to do. It'll help you give you a really clean cut.
1: And make sure you clean it inside and out. Make sure you lubricate all moving parts, including the wheels. And don't use last year's gasoline. Empty the tank and start fresh. And for a head start for next spring, repeat the steps before you stow it away for the fall.
0: Do you know how long gas lasts without going bad? I
1: think it's thirty days. Yes,
0: yeah, thirty days. There's like this, um, this um, natural reaction to the gas where it gets bacteria.
1: Even in it. with that extender,
4: well, with the extender, that you that it, it can go there. like,
0: it can go like a year. That's why it's good to put that that uh, fuel stabilizer in before you shut it off, and like actually if you're going to run it out, put the fuel stabilizer in first, but if you don't put it in, it like gets ruined in like thirty days so so gas and that back can also very be very damaging
1: quickly. to the equipment itself
0: well, yeah, it kind of gums up the works, and that's why it doesn't start the next year
1: Alan George has got a problem you've got little or no water pressure where's this happening al
6: oh what I've got is uh the city has come out and checked my water pressure coming into the uh, into the main shutoff uh, area where they check, you know, how much water you use. Okay. And they're, they're telling me that I have plenty of water pressure coming in there, but inside the house itself, it's uh, I, I imagine it's probably only running maybe 20, 25 PSI.
0: That's pretty low. What, what kind of plumbing do you have, Al? Copper uh, or steel?
6: It, it's just primarily city.
0: But, I mean, in the house, is it, is it steel pipes or is it copper pipes?
6: Uh, copper pipes.
0: How old is your house?
6: Uh, about uh, nine years now.
0: Oh, what's well, a new house.
1: And this is happening at all of your faucets or on just some faucets or?
6: No, it's, uh, it's on all of them, both upstairs and downstairs.
0: Well, look, here's what's happening. You've got a restriction in the valve somewhere. Okay. Now, if they, change, they check the pressure on the street side, you want to check the pressure at the closest place to the main that you can get inside and see what the difference is. If you've got a dramatic difference in pressure between those two points, then your main valve is bad. You may have a situation where you have a, a ball valve, for example, or a gate valve that's it's partially closed, and that might be what's restricting the water, because there's really nothing else in a copper plumbing system that should be obstructing it. If you had old steel pipes, we would be talking about interior rusting in the pipes, and if and as Almost said, like a clogged you know, artery. Right. As Leslie said, if you, if you had it in just some fixtures, we could be talking about other things. But if you got it through the whole house and you got a nine-year-old house with you copper pipes... You shouldn't have problem. It's got to be a valve. There's nothing else left.
6: Yeah, because uh, I also see it on my uh, water outlets for uh, using the hose and all that stuff outside the house also. Yeah. And what yeah. I'm curious, I haven't crawled under the house in a long time. And I'm wondering if there may be like some shutoff valve. Well,
0: you know, it's funny you mention that because in all the years I spent as a home inspector, I very often found main water valves that people didn't know existed. They may have had one inside the house and not known that there was a second one in the crawl space. Right. So it's quite possible that this could be as simple as opening a valve. You definitely need to do some further investigation on both sides of that supply, on the street side and also on the house side to try to figure out where the obstruction is.
6: Okay, now how would I check the uh, water pressure inside the house? Because uh, I know the city does
0: outside, but I don't know. Yeah, there's a pressure meter that you could use. I mean, a plumber has one as sort of a standard, you know, part of their plumbing toolkit. Right. It's simply a water pressure meter. It's a little dial that you screw on, and, and it, you open up the faucet and it tells you what you got. Oh,
6: okay.
0: Yep. Okay. But it doesn't sound like it should be too terribly complicated to fix. You just have to figure out exactly where the, restruct- where the restriction is.
6: I know my my wife's been complaining about it for a while, and I drive a truck for a living, and by the time I get home, I have so many things to do at the house. that.
0: (laughs) Well, fix it for her, will you?
1: She's just going to continue to give you a hard time about it. (laughs) Of
6: course, my honey-to-do list sort of
0: keeps growing. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yours and mine both, my friend.
1: Well, earn some
0: points and cross this one off.
6: Uh, yeah, Yeah, it's probably going to be the first thing I'll have to do.
0: Al, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit, 888 Is your honeydew list growing like mine is? <laughs> So, Leslie, since you're the home improver in your house, do you have a honey-do list from Head?
1: Mm, it's called the Leslie-do list, and I usually tack <laughs> things on myself.
0: All right. Yeah, you probably, you probably do um, more, more work to add to that list than he does, huh?
1: Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I should fix this. I need to do that. And it's like I'll make work for myself. It's not like I don't have enough things to do. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to organize that, or I'm going to fix this.
0: Well, let us help make some work for you. Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYBIT. We promise it'll be easier than when you started. Well, let's talk about something that could perhaps add some value to your home. One of my favorite home improvement projects is a deck.
1: I just built an 18 by 20 deck. You did? Yeah, I did. It was a lot of hard work. It came out beautifully. If we would have had another three hours, all the railings would have been done. But it was really a nice project.
0: Yeah, it's a fun project because it's one that you can do in a fairly short period of time. But if you have a deck, keeping it in good condition means cleaning and sealing, plus nailing down all the finishing touches. We'll give you the details on those improvements next.
3: Money pit.
7: Table
0: saw. 18
7: volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit.
3: You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools, professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot. When you took your first steps
2: or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation, starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams
3: into hot and cold running reality. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof. Provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal Roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires, and is built to endure for decades. Plus, Metal Roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit MetalRoofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. Did you know that many home insurance companies offer lower premiums for homes with metal roofing? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to metalroofing.com.
5: Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Home ownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined, too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ASHI.org. A public service
0: message from the American Society of Home Inspectors.
4: Portion of the money pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement radio show. The website is moneypit.com. The telephone number 1-888-MoneyPit 888-666-3974. So Leslie, you like decks? I, love I decks. like decks. But maintaining decks is constantly It's hard at work. It definitely is. Your deck definitely needs regular maintenance, and if your nails are slowly working loose, pounding them back in, as you may know, is only a temporary fix. So here's what you need to do. You need to remove them and replace them with deck screws. That's right. Those weatherproof screws that are now used for everything from affixing drywall to repairing all sorts of things in your house, deck screws are the galvanized version of them. Sometimes they have a Phillips head. Sometimes they have a square head. But that's definitely the best way. And if you're using the composite lumber today, you know, the veranda lumber, the Trex decking, that sort of thing. I love deck screws. Did you ever notice, Leslie, when you put them in that the the nail heads, I mean, the screw heads disappear into the wood?
1: Well, some of them, especially the one for the composite materials on the back side of the screw head, they almost have not like a razor-like finish, but a sharp piece to the back of it so that as you screw it down, the head will also bite in and countersink itself. So exactly. they're really great. And the attachment that you need for those square head ones or even the other shape ones that come on the heads, they come right, right in the box of the screws.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I like the square drives better than the Phillips because they don't strip as easy.
1: It's true. And and you won't get the wear and tear on the attachment itself either. So you'll really get a good smooth drive on every screw. So it makes sense to do it. It's a good, right. good addition.
0: So remember, forget the nails. Use the screws. Once you put it down, it will never come back out. And by the way, that's also a good way to fix a squeaky floor. If you ever have carpet up and you have some loose floorboards, don't drive it back in with nails. Always use the screws. The number is 1-888-MONEY. If you call us right now, you'll get a chance at winning this hour's prize.
1: Yeah, it's a great prize. It's from Peerless. It's a stainless kitchen faucet that comes stamped with the Good Housekeeping seal of approval. It's got two handle levers and a beautiful stainless finish with a matching side spray. And we've learned from one of our engineers that when April Fool's Day rolls around, you can put a rubber band on it so that the first person who turns on the faucet will get a little surprise. Just make sure it's somebody who's got a good sense gonna of humor. There's going to be like
0: hundreds of people getting squirted by by <laughs> kitchen sprayers because of
5: you right now. You're
1: it's a, a good trick. <laughs> Well, it's yours for free, and you can play the trick or not. It's it's your choice. It's worth 108 one hundred and eight bucks. Call in now.
0: One eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Who's next?
1: Nick and Illinois has a noisy problem. The floors are making some noise. What kind of floors do you have now, Nick?
7: Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. On the first floor of my home, I have uh, hardwood floors, um, cherry wood, and but on the second floor, there, which is where the problem is. There's uh, plywood, you know, unfinished plywood.
0: So Do you have m- carpet down on top of that, Nick? Uh,
7: yeah, and unfortunately, I I pulled all the old carpeting up and had new carpeting put down, and oh. I tried to eliminate the problem myself by like uh, pounding nails, you know, into the into the uh, plywood, into the, the rafters or whatever you call those. Right into the joists. Joists, right? Yeah.
0: Right. How would you feel about relaying that carpet upstairs? I mean, you wouldn't ruin it. You just have to relay it.
7: Uh, That's, in other words, you really do have to pull the carpeting up,
0: right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you have a major squeak problem, the best way to do it is to pull the carpet up, and you were close. Don't re-nail the floors, but use screws. screws. Use hardened screws. And the deck screws work right. Work great for that with the square heads.
1: Because the screw will really secure the plywood subfloor to the joist, whereas the nail will be a temporary hold, but over time you'll end up with the same situation by through movement.
0: Yeah, and if you could go through those rooms and screw the floor down as opposed to nail it, um, you would definitely quiet them down because there's really two kinds of squeaks uh, in floors. They're caused either by the nails pulling in and out of the wood because a lot of the flooring nails are coated with glue. It's called rosin. The name of the nail, the sort of nickname for it is called a cooler. And the reason they call it a cooler is because it's a it's a rosin-coated nail. It's like a glue-coated nail. And as the, as the carpenters drive the nail through the wood, the friction melts Heats the glue. Up. And it's supposed to make it sort of stick in place. But when it doesn't, and it pulls out with all that glue on it, it has all this extra friction. And it just makes a really terrible noise as the nail pulls in and out. So um, that's one reason. And the other reason they squeak is because a lot of the plywood today is tongue and grooved. And so those tongue and grooves on the loose boards actually rub together and make that noise. And make noise. Yeah. So um, for all of those reasons, the best way to do this is to pull your carpet up and to uh, re-screw the floor and put it down. Now, for those of you that are listening that are thinking, oh, man, I have squeaks, but I don't want to go through that major hassle, there's one other trick of the trade that we can give you. And this is for small areas only. And that is if you can locate the floor joists under the carpet, and you might do that, for example, with one of these electronic stud finders. Yeah, deep scan one. Deep scan stud sensors, right. Then what you can do is you can take a number 10 or number 12 finish nail, and I prefer the galvanized ones because they're a little rougher and they have better holding power. Drive it through the carpet, through the plywood, and into the floor joists at a slight angle, about a 15 degree angle. Now when you're done driving it down you'll notice that you've sort of pounded your carpet down into like a like a bullet where it's like a dimple
1: Grab that you, carpet
0: Yeah grab it by the nap and pull it up through the head of the nail and like brush it with your hand and it'll go away And so there is a way to nail through carpet and sort of conceal what you've done and but again that's only in uh, in narrow areas you know you can't do that for a whole room
7: Right Okay and, and if the problem is with the with the wood itself like that it has separated as you were explaining Yes? Uh, then really all you can do is replace it then, right? The wood? And no,
0: not really. I mean, you can just secure it down. It's, it, once you tighten it down, it's not going to move anymore. I see. Yep.
7: Okay. Well, I hope it works.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure it will. Nick, it'll be much quieter in your house when you listen to us, okay? Great. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks again for calling us at one Money Pit. 888 The email address, though, is helpme at moneypit.com And Leslie, you know, a few weeks ago, you mentioned uh, your favorite stain remover for dealing with those nasty pet stains that get into the floors and the carpets. And we have been getting pounded, I mean pounded, with requests by email to repeat that information. So up next, we're going to have you revisit the topic of solving those stain problems with your favorite do-it-yourself pet removal stain trick. Next.
4: portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI power tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the
0: Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. one 888 Pit 888-666-3974 the website, moneypit.com, the email address, helpme at moneypit.com. So say that you're a bit shy and you don't want to pick up the phone and call us. Well, that's okay. We don't judge. You can email us. Lots and lots of folks do. And that's why right now, Leslie, I think we should dive into the moneypit email bag.
1: Okie okay, dokes. This, one's comes, uh, blah. this one comes from Kim and Rick in South Dakota. And Kim says, Rick was listening and heard something about installing your own generator and was interested in more information. It's a couple team.
0: And Rick doesn't want to write himself. And Rick doesn't want to write. He had Kim do it for him. All right. Well, that's fine. Let's talk about that. Leslie, have you ever had a situation where maybe you're working on your computer and uh, power went out and you lost something that you were working on?
1: Yeah, and that's terrible.
0: Yeah, it really kind of ruined your day. It
1: wrecks your day in a major way. So always remember, save your files often.
0: You know, backup generation um, is a very helpful thing to do in a lot of different ways. Now, if you're talking about something like your computer, of course, you could have a battery backup that might buy you, say, 5, 10, or 15 minutes for that immediate uh, power need. But if you want something for your house, you need something called a whole house backup generator. I am fortunate to have one here at my home. And the way it works, it's natural gas powered, so there's no gasoline to mess with. And if the power goes off in the house, it repowers the entire house within 15 seconds. Now, it requires something called a transfer switch, which is basically a second electrical panel to which you wire only the circuits that you want on the backup generator. So the idea here is, folks, you only put the mission-critical appliances on that backup generator. That might be, say, your furnace, your refrigerator, your lights, and so on. You know, maybe you might want to leave the air conditioning off.
1: Yeah, and you can even include your sump pump on it, and this way you'll be the only person on your block with the light still on when the power goes out.
0: Well, in keeping with our spring cleaning theme of today's program, I thought we might dive into the uh, Money Pit email bag one more time, Leslie, and as the topic of today's Leslie's Last Word, you need to share with us um, your trick of the trade for getting rid of pet stains, because we've been getting so many emails on on your experience with some products and doing just that.
1: And it's not just pet stains, it's pet odors as well. You know, if there's an accident that happens, you know, everybody's little dog makes a mistake once in a while. And I love this product. So, many of you probably know that you you think you just have to live with these stains and the odor, but you don't. There's a great product that gets rid of the source of the odor. It goes down through the carpet padding, right down to the subfloor, so the odor disappears. And it really works. I tell you, I've used it not to rat out my little dog, but I swear. <laughs> and it's Daisy. called <laughs> Little Daisy. She's not always the best behaved. And it's called 123 Odor Free and you can get it online at justright.com and that's J-U-S-T-R-I-T-E.com. and the product uses a special application of an enzyme bacteria culture and it feeds on the source of the stain and the odor and it gets rid of that food source so the odor disappears and it's pretty amazing it comes in a great kit that you can order and it's the way the professionals remove stains and it takes care of everything from pet accidents to red wine so go to justright.com J U S T R I T E dot com and learn more about this and order it and you will be so happy and I swear to you it works.
0: Great advice. One eight 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 money 666 eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. We're just about at a time. But uh, speaking of professional tricks of the trade, you know, spring is the perfect time to check your AC system be, to make sure that it's running properly because if you wait until summer. You may just find that you have to stay in a long, long line to get that done. So coming up next week on The Money Pip, we're going to give you the tricks of the trade to make sure your A.C. is running, even when you don't need it, like right now. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Remember, you can do it yourself.
1: But you don't have to do it
7: alone.